This podcast is sponsored by PICC, Florida's leading public adjusters for 22 years of handling residential commercial claims in Florida. Dealing with an insurance company when having a property loss can be discouraging. Let PICC encourage you and maximize your compensation. Please call us at 305-956-3666. Okay, good morning. Today's class is also in the success in Also today's class is for the Rufu Shalema of Rav Shalom ben Yavne and Rav Daniel ben Sara and Chana bat Adel. Today's class is also in the success of Kami Jamal, God willing for his wedding today. And Kathy, God willing, Kathy Jamal, and Bezrat Hashem also, today's class is also in the success of Yekutel Yehuda Ben Rivka Leah. Okay, great topic today. We're going to talk about this book called The Light Beyond by Ari Kaplan, and we're also going to do Lesson 5 in the Kutim Haran. So it's very, very important that every single time that we pray for something, we should do it for the sake of the divine, sake of the Shrina. Okay, this is a very, very important concept. For example, I was, I was yesterday I was in, in my neighborhood. There was a particular individual who ended up, who was 27, who just got a divorce. And he was basically telling me that after the divorce, he's been having tons of fun. And let's not get into the details, but you know what I mean. So after the divorce, he's telling me how much fun he's having. Meanwhile, he is playing games with the gets and he doesn't... Uh, not giving his wife to get, ex-wife, his ex-wife to get, or he's currently married because he doesn't have a get, and he's, and he's celebrating, and he's celebrating. I'm telling you, what are you, I'm expecting to tell you, what are you celebrating? You just got divorced, you have a kid, you're 27, this is the time to rebuild. So I was trying to explain to him that at that time, the, the, the divine presence is in exile. When you think this is a time to celebrate, it's practically, that's not a time to celebrate, that's a time to rebuild. So this is where, where this whole class came in um, from this, this concept of the Kedushas Alevi, that it's very, very important that I recognize that he's celebrating because he's, 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 he's not in the right mindset. The, the exile of the, of the divine presence is, is an exile because he recognized, wow, I just got divorced. It's a big deal. Getting divorced is a big deal. It's not something you should have fun and, and something you should, this is a time to go rebuild, see what went wrong, repair and move on and, and, and get back God willing, rebuild your life. You're 27. This is not a time to go sleep around with everybody you see. But so what? In, in, in this, and this happens a lot, unfortunately, because of sadness, and this is a form of escape. So what should we do? What? How do we practically pray today? Which is this is a real thing that's happening. A lot of people are, you know, they 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 fail at something. <laughs> not the time for entertainment. So l- listen to this pasha, which is so important. And this is from the Kedushas Halevi. It says, we often speak about the exile of divine presence. The concept can, can be explained as follows. That means every single time that we pray, we should pray for God's sake also, not just for our sake. This guy should say, for your sake, Hashem, let me rebuild. Why? I'll explain to you why. God is constantly sustaining all the worlds. He also desires that there should be a recipient to give his abundance because he constantly wants to give. Believe it or not, God created the world with intention to give. He created his world out of his mercy. He wants to give. He is happy when he gives, just like a father. If you give, if the son comes to him with a good business plan, 
he's happy to give. But if the, if the son comes to him with a, with a business plan that he knows he's going to lose money, he can't give him. Because it would hurt him, it would hurt the father, and it would hurt the son too. It hurts both of them. So in this, in this scenario here, God wants to give more than we want to receive. The problem is, when you get something, it's premature. Or let's say I'll have somebody ask me for a shidduch telling me, I'm so depressed, I need a husband. Now, <laughs> that particular time to ask for a husband when you're depressed is not the solution. That would not do... <laughs> that I, would, I would be punishing the guy who you're married to. And I would be punishing you too. So that situation is not really giving. That really situation is you have to get your mind out of exile, then things will come to you. Because what is a marriage going to look like if a person is depressed going into a marriage? No, nothing but everything's about you. You understand? So this is where the, the intention should always be for your sake. God has delight to the extent that we can express it when somebody receives his abundance. However, if there's nobody to accept the abundance that he provides, he suffers and grants it to the other forces of evil. So you see today, there's a lot of blessing and a lot of money in the all, on the other side, pornography, gambling. There's a lot of shefa in the Tuma today. People that really shouldn't deserve this money, that have incredible amounts of wealth. And they're, they're, why? It's because the blessings that we should have had when we're not, when this 27-year-old that should have gotten married, should have taken responsibility, tried to repair it, when he's not a recipient, now all of a sudden that money has to go somewhere else. It's just like the mother wants to, desperately wants to give the baby milk. But if the baby doesn't want to eat, the mother has to take the, the, the milk and spill it. Spill it. And it hurts the mother because she only gets more when she, when she gives more. So this is the same thing as a child not being ate. And you see how the mothers are very upset when, they can't, when the baby's not eating. The same thing. We should be in pain when we're not able to receive. And this is why, why can't we receive? Either we have a blockage a spiritual blockage, or we are self-centered, or, or an area where we're losing, where we're, we're missing the consciousness, or sadness. Sadness is the one way to stop you from receiving. The sadness itself means you have a constricted consciousness. You don't, see, you don't see the greatness of your creator. His intention is to give. You just have to be aligned with his will. And, you, and this is where emuna takes place, is wherever you see everything that's happening for your benefit, it's only to get you aligned in the right place. The reason why things are not working out is because there's, there's an alignment issue. It's not a lack of giving issue. Giving, there's no amount of shefa in heaven. But you have to be able to do it for the right reason. Sometimes if you give a guy, somebody way too much money, it could kill him. Just like you can give a baby too much food, it can kill him. It doesn't mean money and, and food and, and this at a particular time is good for a person. Because if you give it to a particular person, it could destroy him. I know for a fact that if I opened up my, my detox... A little earlier, it could have destroyed me because I was not prepared for it. So it came to me at the right time. You understand? I know certain businesses that I would have gotten them earlier, I could not have handled it. They came to me at the right time because I had to learn things in order to get there. So this is where failure comes in. Failure is just teaching you if you handle failure well, you'll expand your vessel and then bigger things can come to you. It's never a lack of a delight. It's always the problem with the receiver. And this is something we really need to understand. And what we're really crying out for, we're really crying out for the sake of the divine because the divine also can't give you. If the divine cannot give you, if the divine presence, if there's, God wants to give you, but you're, for example, you're doing drugs, 
or, you, or God wants to give you, for example, Shalom Bayit in your house. He wants to give you. There's nothing more. But every single time there's a problem, you, you, you smoke and you try to prevent problems by just numbing them. He can't give you Shalom Bayit because there's no vessel. So this is where it teaches us that any single time something is not working, we have to make space. We have to humble ourselves and create a new space to say maybe, maybe there's something wrong with the receiver. And when you pray, you should always pray for the sake of both, for your sake, for the heaven's sake. This is where we tell you guys many times that the, your prayers, when you pray for spiritual causes, you will benefit much more than physical causes. The spiritual causes is also a need in the divine. This is the same reason when I, when I was single and I got remarried, I said, please God, I don't want to sin. I don't want to sin. I don't want to go back to that world. I don't, I've been in that world. I know what it looks like. I don't want to lose my spirituality. I didn't pray for a soulmate. I didn't pray for me. I didn't pray to not to be alone. I prayed that I shouldn't sin. That got me, my wife, the next week, I had a Shabbat party, came to my house. You understand? That is not a selfish prayer. Because sometimes we pray for ourselves, we're not really praying for the divine. And this is the example brought in the Zohar, the difference that the Zohar is telling us that when people come and they start crying out every year, give us life, give us food, they sound like dogs crying out, hav hav, hav hav. They're only thinking about themselves. And the reason why, because if you recognize how painful it is, for example, a, let's say a child is, is, is addicted to drugs. That pain is also on the parents and on the family. It's not just on the child. But imagine if you said, for, for the sake of the family, I want to be clean. Or for the sake of, the, of, of a, I want a real spiritual awakening. The whole family is suffering. But if you're just saying about, it's all about him, then what happens? It's not really effective. So this is where you have to ask yourself, what are your intentions? First, you have to have the right intentions. And then you have to put the right attention to where you need to put. But if the intention is not good, that is usually the reason why there's a lack of, of, of Shefa coming down. Because like I said before, heaven wants to give it to you. It hurts heaven. It hurts, it hurts heaven not to give it to you. It hurts them. For example, let's say, you know, you have a problem with control in life and you're too controlling. What are you going to ask for? I need more money so I could be more calmer. No, you need more bitachon. Because if you get more money, more money, more problems. It's not going to necessarily solve the issue. The problem of the issue is lack of trust. That's the problem. So what you have to do is, Hashem, I have lost trust in you. I believe I have fallen fears. I have fears of other people. For your sake, help me only trust you. And when you fix that, heaven wants to give you and they'll give you the, the, the shefa and the blessing, etc. But when we have very weak when we have a very weak recipient, it actually hurts. It's almost like watching a football game that the wide receiver is asking to get the ball out of bounds. He's out of bounds. He says, I'm open. But the quarterback says, I can't throw you the ball because if I throw you the ball, it's going to hurt me and it's going to hurt you because nothing's going to come out of it. But the wide receiver, all, the, all we want is the wide receiver to go in bounds so that he can get the ball thrown to him. And this is where we have to really, really pray for the Shekhinah, for the sake of the divine. And when I say created the world, I know a book would be great for the world. Allow me to be more concentrated for, for, for your sake so I could bring godliness in, into people that are lost in life. That's a prayer for both of us. You understand? That's putting the divine into constriction. Creator of the world, allow me to figure out 
what's, what, what's, in, what's happening in my life to not attract my spouse or not attract this? What element of mine am I working on? For, for our sake, I know you want me to get married, but am I, am I, can, I, can I really be honest with myself? If I get, to, if I get married tomorrow, have, is my self-esteem really intact that I can become a giver? Am I really a giver? Because the best way for you to model the divine and to align yourself with the divine is to be a giver. So when you receive, your intent is to give. So what happens? If you, if for example, if you, if, you're, if you feel abundant and you're a big, give a lot of charity, then there's no problem with your creator giving you a lot of charity, giving you shefa to, to give charity. But all of a sudden, if you want to, if you're like the type of guy that says, I need more money so I can breathe, so I don't have to worry anymore, then that intention is just to control your anxiety. That intention is not to give. See the difference? The difference is, I'm just wanting so I can be calm. I don't have to worry anymore. Well, you, have to, you need $30 million so you don't have to worry? That's just immature faith. But the person that says, I want to be able to receive so I can be able to give. That person is able to now, the, the creator wants to give him for both sakes. And this is where, wherever there's a stoppage of flow, where there's a shalom bite issue, where there's a money issue, where there's a health issue, there's a, there's a lack of flow from the divine. And this is what we have to do is the purpose of, you know, when I tell you guys, when we wake up for Hatzot, when we wake up at midnight and we, we, we cry out to, for, we do Tikkun Hatzot. Tikkun Hatzot is a prayer that we, it's called the, um, the Tikkun Rachel and Tikkun Lea, which is a rectification. It's a midnight prayer. You're, what are you doing at that time? You're crying out with, the, with your creator. The Shekhinah is in exile. I'm also in exile. That means I shouldn't be happy waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning when, my, when the Shekhinah is in exile. And I remember doing this when I started, how did I start Hatzot? When there was a major war in Israel, I think 10 years ago. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in Miami in 72 degree weather and my brothers are fighting in Israel in bunkers, etc. I can be so comfortable. Let me at least pray for them. Let me do something. I can't just sit here and, and say, oh, life is good here. But that's their problem. That's not my problem. So when you, when you put Kal Yisrael in your problem, you join in their suffering, you'll also join in their, in their, in their joy. You cannot just say, yeah, this is good. They're, they're okay. This is the importance of praying for other people. This is the importance of bringing the divine and ex- in together. So you can see the world has completely, we, we've gone the opposite. Not only have we not joined in people's suffering and understood them and understood how maybe there has, there's a mental health issue or maybe we're so quickly judging them and we're causing, that's causing the opposite. But the main intention you should, guys should have is the divine presence is also in my... If, I'm in, if I have a lack here, there's a lack above also. There's always a lack... Of, when there's a lack below, there's a lack above. For example, if you're, not, if you're having a hard time with simcha, there's a problem above also. Your creator's in pain that you, shouldn't, that you don't have simcha because we're missing that. It's not just for us. This is why, what do we say? Joy... When your person has joy, he liberates the, the Shekhinah from exile. He liberates the divine presence from exile. The greatest thing you could do is have joy when you do spiritual things, because that's saying, that's, that's being happy that, you, that you're in a situation where you can receive. This is where when a person is going through a challenge, it's okay to be brokenhearted. Be brokenhearted out of a lack of knowledge. Be brokenhearted out of that. Don't be brokenhearted. Don't be depressed that things are going wrong and not going your way. See the difference? 
The difference is here, there's more humility and we're doing it for the sake of the divine. For example, I'll have somebody tell me, well, my wife told me to call you. My wife told me to call you. My marriage is not well. My wife told me to call you right away. This guy just doesn't want to be bothered. He doesn't want to have to hear from his headache. But if another person, they'll call and say, I'm calling you for the sake of my marriage. Different, different intention. I'm calling you for the sake of my marriage. We have to fix this for the sake of the marriage. That is now a whole different point. Everybody's in the picture. For the sake of the marriage versus for my sake. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be nagged anymore. I'm calling you. Are you doing, you're doing me a favor? I, I have plenty of people to speak to. If, you're, if that's your attitude, call me back when you change your attitude. Because that's not going to get you anywhere. If you think that's your intention, not for me. But if you're telling me, listen, my, my marriage is broken. I have, I have kids. I love my wife. We can't communicate. Help me for, for the sake of the marriage. That person will have much more success because he's open versus the person that says, I just don't want, I don't want to bow. I was told to do this. Or the person will come into recovery. My mother thinks I have, I'm an addict. Already that's a problem. He doesn't feel the pain. He doesn't feel the pain he's causing. We have to be sensitive to the pain of this, of this Shekhinah. We have to be sensitive. And when you do that, you get everything. Because it's no longer about you. It's about you and your creator. And your creator's not ability to give. And, that, and what happens every single time he can't give you, he gives the shefa to the other side. This is the problem when men spill seed. They're supposed to use that seed to procreate. But when they're using it to spill it on the ground, that's what Rashi says, the sin of the flood was spilling seed. That seed, that's a there's destruction. And we can learn something very important from this. Normal, normally, after any destruction you have in life, there's always a new light. In the flood, this is the only time where the destruction left emptiness. Every darkness is followed by light. This is why when God says, I'll make a deal, I'll never destroy the world again. That means every single time there's a bad chaos in your life, there's always light recreated. The only time that there was a destruction and never light created was in the time of the flood. Tohu vohu, it was left, it was left desolate. But it teaches a beautiful lesson also. That means any single time I'm going through destruction in my life, if there's a destruction, there's light right next door. Because God never pledged again to destroy the world completely. Same thing in order of our lives. You lose something, and he didn't pledge to knock you out of the game. That's where the light has to be recreated. It's a beautiful lesson to understand that it never happened again. In every single situation, even Shabbatai Svi, the worst false Mashiach, where, where 50% of the Jews got ridiculed and thought that he was Mashiach, he, became a, he transformed into a, he became an Arab, he converted to an Arab. What came out of it? The Baal Shem Tov. 1492, Spain, the worst of the, we, we thought Spain was the golden Jewish area. America came out of it. You understand? There's always some, some light coming out of destruction. This is also, remember, we are a microscopic of the world. What you see above, you see below. It's all the same thing. So in your life, whatever there's a destruction, there should be a rebuilding. So when I'm telling to this guy, right now, you're 27 years old, you have a whole life ahead of you, what are you doing? What are you destroying your life for? 
you're, you're acting like Noah. You're acting like the destruction of the world. <laughs> That's what you're doing. And this is where we can't lose ourselves when, we, when things go bad. When things go down, you can't go down with that. That's the time to rebuild. Is it easy? No. But that's the time to rebuild. Not just for you. It's for the sake of Shekinah. And this is where when I see, when I see guys, you know, going out with their improper girls, it may, I see the pain of, oh my God, look at all these single girls that want to get married. And all these guys are fooling around with the wrong girls. It's painful for me. I see the pain of the Shekinah. I said, what can we do? To, to change, to get these guys to, to want better things in life. What, 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 how normal is it that a guy should get divorced and sleep with 10 women? I mean, is that, is that the answer to, to this chaos in this world? Is that the, what's the answer? Go celebrate. And that was the difference between why I got married or not. But that's the advice I got from many people. Go have fun. For what? Go have, if it wasn't for Rab Nachman, go have fun. What am I going to have fun for? I'll have fun when I win. Believe me, I know how to have fun. But when, I, when there's something earned, not when there's something that got destroyed. And today, people are celebrating destructions. They're not celebrating victories. Some very important to understand that. And guess what? You're cre- not only when you celebrate, but you're celebrating when, you, when the Shekhinah is in exile. That means the divine presence is, in, is pained by the sins and you're, and you're having fun. Can't do that can't do that. You have to join him. And this is where Rabbi Nachman brings this beautifully in Lesson 5. Anybody who puts the name of heaven, a partner in distress, this is a Gemara Berchot 63a. Anybody who makes the name of heaven a partner in his distress, they double his livelihood for him. As is stated in Job, when Shindalad Yud, that's the name of the, the mezuzah, Shindalad Yud is the name of Shakai, is one of God's names, is in distress, is in your distress, they double the money, the double the money is yours. What is he saying here? Rashi says that anybody who makes heaven as a, as a partner in distress, referring to somebody who blesses even in his misfortune or difficult times, where he puts his partner in Hashem in his suffering, he gets double. That means that destruction, the rebuilding, he gets double on the way up. The Marsha understands whoever makes the name of heaven a partner in distress, he makes God his partner so that he too experiences misfortune. I am with him with adversary. He prays to God that he acts for his own sake to eliminate his suffering. So this is a very, very important tool for all of us to have. So think about your intentions. Whether you want to get married or, or if there's any lack, in, whatever lack in your life, whether it's peace, whether it's Shalom Bayit. Do you want Shalom Bayit so the Shekhinah can come to your house? Or do you want Shalom Bayit so you get left alone? Do you understand? Do you want to make Parnassah so you're able to have a more, to be able to give more tzedakah, to be able to do, good? you need money today. No, we all know that. We all need money. Or do you need money to boost your self-esteem. One is selfish, and one is to be able to do good with it. You understand? What are your intentions? Imagine if I said, I, please God, give me more information so I can get more followers and look good in front of people. I would never get the information. But if I ask creator of the world, I know people are lacking in that. There's the, 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 right now, people are lost. 
And I know this pains you because you want to give them. Please give me the right words on how to tell them so I can explain to them how to reconnect to you. Give me the right words. Give me the right examples. I'm, I'm asking to receive so I can give. That is for both of us, the Shrina. So I, of course I have to have luck with that. Because it's not for my sake. It's for the sake. Heaven would better off, be better off if people had more dot and people had more godly awareness and people were more in the moment because heaven benefits from that. Because the intention of God creating this world is in order to give. So this is where you see today whenever we get comfortable in life, why we get so many problems. Because when we're comfortable, we're self-centered. We're just thinking, oh, that's all, I'm good. I don't have to grow. Then it limits the abundance from heaven. Spiritual abundance, mental abundance, all kinds. Comfort is asking your creator, son, listen, I'm good, leave me alone. But when we're asking to constantly grow, expand our vessels, we're allowing our creator to give us more. Because that's his desire. Because if he doesn't give you more, he has to give it now to the other side. And the other side is all the tumma, all the garbage that you see today. And it doesn't make sense today. How come all these people, that un, these unworthy people, have all these kinds of... It's because the other side gets the abundance. The shefa today is on the other side. Because when, we're, when we don't do what we're supposed to do, it goes to the other side. And a good example would be like when, when Esther, when, Esther, when Mordechai told Esther, if you do not decide to take the Jews out, I will pick somebody else. It's, somebody else is going to get it. God sometimes gives a person a chance to make money, and so he, he tests them to see what he does with it, and if he doesn't do the right thing, he takes it away from him. And he'll give it to somebody else to do it. Because his desire is to, that money should be given. So this is where you have to be very careful to limit your mindset. And, to be, and, and all this depression, anger, sadness, etc. Of course, when I talked about the clinical one, is not, you're not, you're, this is all self-centered. This is a snake consciousness. This is not really, you're not thinking about the divine. Because if you were thinking about the divine, you would be broken hearted. And after a broken heart comes joy. Because you figured out, oh my God, now I understand what, what was wrong. I'm broken hearted means I'm lost, I'm confused. Something is blocking it. Help me. So I want you to change your prayers to start adding the divine for the sake of the divine. I want you to add, I want you to be, a, be pained that your creator, there's a lack in your life and your creator cannot fulfill that lack. Whether it be health, whether it be wealth, whether it be peace, whether it be mental peace, mental clarity, whether it be not hitting your goals, whatever it is, whatever that lack, Join your creator in that lack so you see it both, both of you, your creator and you are both crying, but you have to have the right intention. Creator of the world, I know I'm lacking this and I know you want to give. Teach me, tell me what to do. What to do to make, to allow you to give. Instead of, why are you doing this to me? Why are you putting me in treatment? The father, the kid yelling at the father. Why are you putting me in treatment? What, what can he say? Why are you putting? I can give you 150 reasons why I'm putting you in treatment. Because you could destroy your life, you could overdose, etc. But he doesn't, he, the, the, his mind is in exile. 
So his father can't even explain to him why, because he's not in a, in a recipient to receive. So this is where humility and surrender comes in. Humility and surrender create space to join your creator. So anytime, the first thing we have to do is we have to check our perspective in the situation and create that space. And then through that space, recreate, put your create, recognize your, create, your creator wants to give you, and, and together you're going to fix it. Together, together you're going to fix it. Not just it's about me, because the only reason why you'd be anxious and you'd be, you'd be, you'd be abandoned is because you think you've, you've been left alone, you've been abandoned. No, Cre- together we're doing it. We're going to fix this marriage, create the world together. If that's your intention, then everything changes. If, but if your intention is only self-centered, for example, if I tell you, say thank you and, your pro- and say thank you for your problems. If you think, oh, I just say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, and I don't really mean and understand the purpose of thanking. Saying thank you is God is showing me the problem so I can fix it. Then I would never be able to, 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 to see good out of it. So, may Hashem help us all. Take this, take this today. Don't think about prayers that have been self-centered. Think about Shalom Bayit areas where self-centeredness. That is usually why we're not seeing the result, the, the success we want to get. But if you put any area where it's about both of you and the divine, you're usually going to succeed. Because it's, he, he wants to give to you. He wants to give to you. And this is where prayer has to be expressed. Pretty much prayer is an open book test. All you have to do is show up, have the right intention, and your creator will give you the words I want to say. Keep your heart open, have the right intention, and the rest, your creator will flow through you. That's, that's, uh, if I give you my synopsis of prayer for the past 20 years. Keep your heart open. Don't attach yourself to anything. Renew yourself. Have the good intentions. And then the words come. The words come. So may Hashem help us all that we should all pray for God's sake. Have a great day.